Today, we are talking about time blocking or block scheduling, and we are talking about why it even matters, why I love block scheduling, how it looks logistically in our homes, three things that I think are important to take into consideration when we're creating a block schedule. And the goal here is to simplify our days, to add some consistency, and to maybe feel like we don't have quite so many balls in the air. Let's go. Welcome to the Simple is the New Smart podcast. I'm Zara Fagan, PhD, author of Minimalist Homeschooling and the creator of the Simple is the New Smart membership. And this is the place where we talk about how less really is more and how simple really is the new smart. This is the place for any homeschooler who wants to trade stress, exhaustion, overwhelm, and self-doubt for peace, clarity, confidence, and a sense of true abundance. It turns out that transforming our mindset really can transform our homeschools and our lives. We'll talk tips and strategies, stories and perspective, and interview people who have lessons to teach us. And I am just so happy that you're here. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hello, guys, and welcome back. It is Zara here, and I wanted to talk today about block scheduling. I imagine this episode will be pretty quick. We just want to go over today the basics of why we block schedule. A lot of times people also call this time blocking. So why do we even do that? What are the benefits? And then how does it logistically work, right? So first to start with, I am a huge advocate for block scheduling or time blocking. I do it mostly for the reasons of simplifying. So first of all, what is time blocking? What is block scheduling? And I'm using those two terms interchangeably because most people do. The idea behind time blocking or block scheduling is that we allocate specific chunks of time in the day to do similar tasks. So time blocking is not saying that from 10.15 till 10.45 we are going to do math. Time blocking would look more like from 10 a.m. until noon we are going to homeschool. So time blocking has very few details. It's not a to-do list. It's not a lesson plan, but it is a roadmap for how you are going to spend your days. And as such, it becomes really, really useful because you are carving out time for specific jobs that you have. So the reason I love time blocking or block scheduling is because I feel like shifting from one thing to another type of thing often wastes a lot of time and a lot of mental energy. A lot of times the just the time it takes to stop cleaning the house, for example, and then sitting down to do some homeschool teaching, that transition takes mental bandwidth and it takes time. And so the idea here is that we are going to save time by putting all the like items together. We're going to put all the homeschooling together. We're going to put all the housework together. We're going to put all of our work for whatever job we have together so that we're not shifting gears as often. Another reason I like block scheduling is because I don't like multitasking. One, I feel like multitasking sends our children mixed messages about how valuable whatever it is we're doing is because if we're acting like homeschooling is just something that has to get done while we're doing the dishes, while we're folding laundry, while we're mopping the floor, and we're sort of distracted about it, we're sending a message to our children about the value of that homeschooling because kids know what is valuable based on what gets our attention. That's their currency is what gets their attention is valuable to them. And they interpret that what we focus on is therefore valuable to us and they're watching us. So I don't like multitasking also because it can make 
someone feel very, very, very scattered. And when you're trying to do multiple things at once, especially all day long, and I see a lot of moms doing this, see a lot of homeschoolers doing this, we feel like we have so many jobs and so many tasks that we can't possibly just do one thing at a time, that we don't have that luxury. But I would argue that you do, and you're actually going to be more effective and more productive if you choose to focus on one thing at a time. So block scheduling allows us to have a simplified schedule. We have fewer balls in the air at one time. We're calm. We're focused on one thing. We're not pulled in too many different directions. We don't feel spread too thin because we are trying to cook dinner and load the dishwasher and quiz our children for spelling at the same time. And then finally, I like time blocking because I feel like it gives an easy way to be more consistent, especially in our homeschool, but really consistent with everything that we do in our day. It provides a routine and a structure that provides for consistency. And also it reduces procrastination because if you think about it, a lot of times we put off doing something because we think, well, we won't have time to finish that. So we're not even going to start it. If we have already carved out the time to do a certain thing that maybe we're not that excited to do, then the time already exists and we can't use time as an excuse not to do it. So I think that time blocking can cut down on our procrastination for all those things we've been meaning to do. So how does time blocking really work? So the idea here is that instead of scrounging 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there and 15 minutes later and then another 15 minutes after you've done these other three things for similar tasks, wouldn't it be better if you put all those 15 minutes together at one point in the day and you spent an hour of time dedicated on that thing? And the answer is usually yes. Yes, it would be a lot better and we will be a lot more effective if we do some type of activity for an hour at a time instead of trying to scrounge 15 minutes here and 15 minutes there. So there are a couple ways that time blocking works. The most common one that we talk about is time blocking our activities. And that's what I've been referring to the most here. And that is where you would take an assessment of your day and the sorts of things that you do all day. So let me give you some examples. So for us homeschooling parents, it could look like maybe we work, maybe we work from home, maybe we have to go to work, but either way we work. We homeschool, we have to do housework. We have to prep meals throughout the week and throughout the day. Maybe we have to leave the house for errands, for appointments. We would group those sorts of things together. We can group together our personal care. If we want to work out, if we want to shower, if we want to feed ourselves, if we want to do a daily devotion, if we want to read a great book, if we want to go for a walk, if we want to sit down and drink a cup of tea and just breathe for five or 10 minutes. There are all these sorts of personal care options. We can say that we want outside time. We can think about our parenting administrative duties. Maybe we need to block out some time for all of those to-dos, for planning and for administering all of the things that come with running a household. Maybe we need to block off time for our children's activities. Maybe we need to block off time for free time or family time or blocking off time for bedtime routines. So these are the sorts of activities that we would group together. So if you notice, I said homeschooling. I didn't say you're going to have a block schedule for math and science and history and all of those things. That's actually lesson planning in my mind. Instead, block scheduling is giving you the structure for your day. It's giving you a framework. This is not telling you what you're going to do with each minute of each day, it's saying that during this time, I'm going to focus 
on these similar activities, right? For example, you may want to set aside a lot of time on a Sunday or on a Monday for meal preparation so that you can do as much as possible for that because once you've got the dishes out, once you've got the cutting boards and the knives and all the things, once you have to load the dishwasher, wouldn't it be better to do it all at one time instead of having to get that stuff out every day and clean it all up every day? Right. And so it's the same concept. That's easy for us to imagine. We've all experienced that, but it's the same concept. Then if we're going to be doing science experiments, wouldn't it be better to just do it all in one chunk of time? Wouldn't it be better to sit down and do all of our homeschooling in one chunk of time? And so this also goes really well with the idea of habit stacking. I'm not sure if everybody here is familiar with that. I do have a YouTube video on habit stacking. I will link to that in the show notes. You can always go to the Zara PhD YouTube channel and look for that video on habit stacking. But the idea there is, again, things that sort of go together, you link them together so you don't forget to do things. And that also helps with our consistency, right? So there's another way to block schedule or do time blocking, and that is to sort of label your days of the week. So blocking off entire days. So you may have entire days that are at home days. You may have, you know, in some homeschools, there's Friday fun day where every Friday they do something fun or they focus on art or they game school. There are oftentimes field trip days, at least pre-coronavirus, there were field trip days where one day of the week families used that day to usually go on a field trip, for example. You could also do something like Monday, Wednesday, Friday will be teaching days when you as a parent teach a lesson, whereas Tuesdays and Thursdays will be independent work days and our children will work independently on those days. A lot of times blocking off specific days happens naturally if you have appointments or lessons that you need to leave the house for. Your kids probably already know something like, oh, this is piano day. And they know that's going to look different if you have to leave the house on those days to go to piano lessons. Things look a little different right? We, this naturally happens. Our children tend to know that weekends are going to look different from weekdays. And so the idea with time blocking a specific day is just to label the days in a way that we can predict better how that day is going to play out. And we can recognize that different days have different sort of flavors to them. And so that's the idea behind time blocking and block scheduling. Then within that time, so if you have, I have to-do time carved out, if I have administrative time carved out, then when I get to that time, I will sit down, I will look at my to-do list, and I will start from the most important thing, and I will just work my way through that to-do list. When my time is up, I move on to my next chunk of time. And so we can imagine the same thing would happen in our homeschools. When we sit down to homeschool, we are going to start with the most important things, we are going to move on to the next thing, and we are going to keep moving on until our time is up. And then we are going to move on to the next block of time. And so the lessons that you plan within block scheduling, that's a much more detailed sort of process, right? Or a detailed plan. Block scheduling is short on details, but high on framework and foundation and consistency. So I want to give you a quick example. This is a very basic example of how a block schedule would look for a homeschooling family. So let's say that we start the day with one hour for a morning routine. And you see here that I'm not telling you what has to be done during the morning routine. I'm not saying that every morning routine is always going to be the same, but we need about an hour for our children to go through whatever they need to do in the morning, right? Then you might say, I'm setting aside an hour for our group time, our morning group time, or even an hour for my administrative tasks. 
then you would say, I'm setting aside two hours for homeschooling, right? So if you wake up at seven, you're going to say from seven to eight is a morning routine. From eight to nine is group time or admin time. From nine to 11, we will be homeschooling. From 11 to one, I'm setting aside two hours to cover lunch and everybody's chores and housekeeping. Then I'm setting aside two hours for independent work for my children or quiet time for my children and I am going to work. So now from one to three, I'm working, whether that's a volunteer job that I need to keep track of or if you're a working parent, you get the idea. You obviously would personalize this to whatever activities you have going on in your life. So your next block of time would say, I have two hours, and you might designate that for free time or play. You may designate that for specific lessons or messy projects. You may designate that as outside time each day. Then you might set aside two hours for dinner and family time. Maybe your children are in activities, so you're going to need to shift all of these blocks around to accommodate appointments and activities. And then maybe you have one hour for mom time because you know that your spouse will be around to help out with the kids and you are going to take one hour to do whatever you needed to do. Or maybe you're someone who puts your personal care for the first hour during the beginning of the day. And then maybe you'll block off an hour or two hours to cover all of your children's bedtimes and their bedtime routines. So if you can tell from this block schedule, we're not putting any details in about what homeschooling we're going to do each day, which chores we're going to do each day, what messy project or lesson we're going to teach each day, what we're going to do with our personal time even each day. That remains flexible. And so this gives us a foundation so that we know what comes next. And when we get to each block of time, we are prioritizing then what the most valuable thing to do that day will be right? So all of our homeschooling time will not necessarily look the same each day, but we have set aside time so that we can devote ourselves to homeschooling at approximately the same time every day. Then if you are doing block days, you would scrap that schedule and you would have a totally different one that was individualized to a particular theme for your day, whether that's going on field trips, whether that's appointments and running errands, whether that's visiting with grandparents. Again, there is a lot of flexibility in this approach. So hopefully that gives you a good idea, a good window into how you can get started compartmentalizing your time into blocks that make sense for your family. So how long should we make our blocks of time, right? I've already said it's not good. It's not appropriate to do 15-minute blocks of time. Even 30-minute blocks of time are not particularly useful. Usually an hour block of time is going to be best, especially if you are taking into consideration transitions between one thing to the next and including sort of a contingency budget of time, usually blocks are going to be about an hour or more. But the size of your block depends on, in my opinion, three things. One, what do you need to do and what do you want to do during that time and how much time does that require, right? What's the time requirement to get yourself ready for the day? What is the time requirement to do the homeschooling that you want to get done? What is the time requirement to clean your house to your specifications? Number two would be attention spans. So if you are, hopefully, when you block schedule, one nice thing is that you can have the whole family on the same page. So hopefully, if you're cleaning, your kids are going to be helping with the cleaning as well. How long can you expect your children to clean before they are going to peter out, right? How long can we expect them to do their homeschooling before they're going to lose their attention for it? How long can we expect our children to suffer through appointments and errands and those sorts of things? 
things before it's going to become a miserable experience for everyone. So we, one, take into consideration the time requirements, but then number two, take into consideration people's limits on their attention and their patience. And number three, taking into consideration transition times so that there is a little bit extra cushion there. If it is really a bear to transition from one thing because there's a lot of cleanup involved, that sort of thing, or because kids are not going to want to stop doing it, then you need to add a little bit more time, right? Because you're going to need longer for cleanup, right? If your kids are playing, for example, and you want them to clean up when they're done playing, then make that block a little bit longer to accommodate the time for them to clean up as well. If you can, we all have a finite amount of time. So we're all doing the best we can to make realistic blocks of time where we can focus on the things that we most need and most love and have a simple and calm day. The idea here is everybody sort of knows what to expect. Everybody can plan accordingly and eventually everybody gets into the same routine. We've increased productivity. We've increased peace and calm. We've reduced multitasking. We've reduced shifting gears and feeling like we've got too many balls in the air. And instead, we're being really deliberate and really intentional with how we use our time and we're carving it out and we are protecting it for the things that matter most to us. So with that, I am wishing you all the simple things and I will talk to you soon. Bye now. If you'd like to help the Simple is a New Smart podcast be visible and easily found by other homeschoolers looking for simple, I hope that you will leave a great review on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform, subscribe and tell a friend. Thanks so much.